0: from the Ministry of Reverend Ismaila Awudu. Get these life-changing, inspirational, and spirit-filled books: The Mystery of Greatness, At Thy Word, Church Membership, The Blueprint of Marriage, and any other ministry products of his. You can get these in electronic format by purchase through downloading Reverend Ismaila Awoodo's app from the App Store or Google Play Store. You can also purchase this book and other ministry products at the ICGC Yahweh Temple, Otinshi American House, Last Stop, Is Legon. Reach us on telephone plus two three three. 277 250420 or plus 233-249-39-3361 Email us revismayla at gmail.com Visit our website icgcislegon.com Grab your copies now and experience a change in your life.
1: And now, today's message with God's servant, Reverend Ismaila Awudu, head pastor ICGC Yahweh Temple, East DeGon.
0: How can you flourish in God's house? Quickly. Beware of Satan's traps. Beware of Satan's traps when you're in God's house. Are we learning something? Beware of Satan's trap. Let me give you the scripture quickly. Beware of Satan's trap. First Peter chapter 5, verse 18, 17 and 18. Chapter 5. Okay, let me take it from verse 5. That will be good. He said, Likewise, you younger people, submit yourself to your elders. Younger people, submit yourself to what? Your elders. You you see why some people find it difficult to resist the devil. I'm, I'm I'm coming in there. You understand? Submit yourself to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another. Who are you submitting to? And be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud. But gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. That he may exalt you in due time. He will do what? Exalt you in due time. Don't manufacture your exaltation. A lot of us are too quick to rise. Wait for your time in this house, I am like a master chess player. I push this person do this today, do that today Another time, I remove you from there and say go here and go that. And when you remove people, they get angry. They don't know what is happening. You are being prepared for a higher seat, but you need to be shuffled for you to learn and to mature. Because it is only me that God has spoken to about your future. But that is the time they have a problem with you. Because they think the seat is permanent, so they have to sit on. The house is quiet. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. Listen, if 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 if, if your boss wants to promote you, that is when he frustrates you. Can I repeat this again? I said if your boss wants to promote you, that is when he frustrates you. He gives you all kinds of jobs that it is not for you to even to do. And you don't even understand why he's pushing all those jobs for you. You know what he's doing? He's preparing you for a higher seat. That is the time some people rather will quit the job and they will get angry with the boss and fire. The place of work where you are frustrated, that is a sign for you to know that you are being prepared for a greater height. Stay and mature. that he may exalt you in due time casting all your care upon him for he cares for you be sober tell somebody be sober be vigilant say be vigilant he said because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour resist him steadfast in the faith knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world so it's important for you to know that the devil is not waiting for anybody he's already in business The devil is already in business. (laughs) He's not waiting for anybody. So you should be able to avoid his traps. While you are trying to get the best out of the church, the enemy set traps in in church for you. And if the devil cannot keep you from coming to church, he will attempt to ensnare you in there, in the church. He will attempt to set traps for you and to do things so that you do not receive the best when you come to church, he will do it. In order to overcome the enemy's traps and avoid them, the Bible says you need to watch your step. I gave you a Chrysalis 5, 1 and 2 last week, isn't it? He said when you come to the house of the Lord, watch your steps. There are two things about the satanic traps. Two things about satanic traps. One, one, most of them present themselves in the same way. They present themselves in the same way. I'm showing you the traps so that you can know. To avoid, so that you don't miss your blessings. Most of them present themselves in the same way. They carry similar symptoms and signs, even though they have different roots. Two. This one, you need to get a tip. Two. Virtually all of them are sins of the heart. Virtually all of them are well, sins of the heart. And sins of the mouth. As the mouth, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth, what? Speaks. These are the same faculties that God demands you engage in in order to receive salvation and blessing from him. Our heart and our mouth is what will receive blessings. We believe with our heart and confess to our mouth we are saved. The same heart can also become sin and speak sin. So take note. The devil takes all of these same faculties that God wants to use to bless you and destroy you. He uses the same thing. The next thing I want us to look at is this. Mark chapter 11 verse 25. When you hold on to an offense, you are not hurting yourself. He said, and whenever you start praying, you start doing what? Praying. If you have anything against anyone, forgive him. That your Father in heaven may also forgive your trespasses. Ask somebody now who are you holding in your heart? That boyfriend long ago, that girlfriend long ago, that boss long ago, you are still holding on. Tell somebody you need to be blessed in the house of the Lord. So forgiveness is not a choice, it's a must forgiveness is not you doing somebody good. You are doing yourself good because anytime you don't forgive, you, 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 you poison your own system. When you hold on to offense, you are not hurting yourself. You'll be offended in church because it is a place where you are most valuable. Offense takes place in church and I'll show you why. When you come to church, your heart is open to God and to receive and to the people. It is the only place that we are not careful. We open everything up. Are you there with me? And where you are loved, where love is, that is where hate is. Your enemy will never hurt you. When you are facing a hostile world, you protect yourself. When you go to the world, don't you protect yourself? Because you expect that, that the environment will be hostile. But church is your family. It is your home. So you are more relaxed and you have higher propensity to be hurt. That is where your hurt is higher. The third reason why church is the place you are most likely to be offended is the devil knows this is where you get your inspiration. The devil knows that this is where you get your inspiration. So you hurt you here. blessing, victory, power, life source, And this is where it is connected. And because of that, the devil will do something to try to discourage you. He will do something to discourage you. Because this is where he knows that when you come, you'll be inspired. You'll be rejuvenated. You'll be blessed. You'll be excited. So, ah! Let me corner you. So that you don't get it. And then when he shuts you out, you get killing yourself. The devil will know that this is the place where you are most likely. Likely. Likely to be blessed. There are three key areas where people get offended the most. Three key areas. One, when people step on your toes. Tell somebody, when people step on your toes. I'm not talking about somebody deliberately stepping on your toes. <laughs> when someone says or does something you don't like, or agree with when someone says or oh, does something you don't like or agree with, you will get offended. It could be a message preached, a direct correction or rebuke. You can get offended. Now some people, as I'm preaching now, they will say, hey, "Pastor is talking to me." Hello. Now somebody will say that. Ah, I wish Kofi Mensah was in church to hear this. You are passing the message. What about you? (laughs) I wish my husband would have been here to hear this message. What about you? This can cause offense and you have to make up your mind that you are not going to allow any of those things to mess up your day. In Matthew chapter thirty, verse twenty, Jesus spoke of those who will be offended on account of the word. You can look at Matthew chapter He said there are three key areas. So I've given you one, isn't it? That is the A. Two. B. When you do not receive the expected response to your perceived needs. When you do not receive the expected response to your perceived needs. The need that you are carrying. When you didn't know from God. Leadership and other members. When you don't receive that which you are expecting, you get offended. When John the Baptist was arrested. He somewhere expected Jesus to do something about it. But Jesus went about fulfilling his ministry. So he sent his disciples to ask if Jesus was really the Messiah. Or should he be expected, expecting someone else? He was offended that Jesus did not stop everything to come to his aid. Matthew chapter 11 verse 2 to 3. You can read it later. John the Baptist was offended. And was expecting Jesus to be there. Naaman, the army commander, was offended. Because Elijah did not come out to lay hands on him. Because he thought he was a general. Who is Elisha? For me to go and dip myself in the water. Mary and Martha, John chapter 11. They were offended that Jesus did not come. Because when Lazarus was sick, they sent for Jesus. And now Jesus, who have been eating in our home every day. We will feed you and we clothe you. And today that we are in trouble, we call you pastor. You are not coming. Call your phone. You are not even responding. Now you have shown your face. You are coming to sympathize with us. He said, if you have been here earlier, our brother would have not died. <laughs> that is why Jesus had to cry. The shortest scripture in He said, And Jesus wept. Jesus was not weeping because Lazarus is dead. But Jesus wept because his people did not trust him. And they thought it was bad and he didn't come early to attend to them. A lot of us got offended because I waited on God. For a long time to do something, and God was not coming, so I decided to help myself. So I decided to allow the man to sleep with me. I decided to go and take that bribe. I decided to go in there to see that Malam or that Juju person because I have prayed and I'm tired. Have you met people saying that before? Yes. There are people today say, Well, look, well, I was even a pastor, I a dick in the church, I have served the church, ah, and, and, and when things happen, I've asked God things, it's not happening, so now I go to Tigari. Oh yes, you meet them, they are there. Because they waited for something from God and it didn't come. Don't let your expectation drive you to the devil. The last point, point. number three. When you do not receive the honor and recognition you believe you deserve. When you don't receive the honor and the recognition you believe you deserve. Especially because of your status or your gifts or your contribution. Whether financially or a combination of everything. If you have a gift... A status or a position. Let God honor and promote you. Do not push your way to the front. Because if that gift is truly of God, it will make room for you. Amen. So the Bible says that when we come to a place of honor and we are honorable, we should sit in the corner for us to be identified and be ushered for it down For us to take a seat and we'll be asked to go back. It's important to know that honor is of God. Tell somebody, honor of, is of God. Tell the person honor is of God. The next trap you should avoid is familiarity. Familiarity. These are traps you have to avoid. If you have known someone in leadership, and this is general, if you have known someone in leadership, it is very easy to take them for granted. It's very easy. Sometimes drawing closer to the throne can make you even become familiar. Familiar. Get familiar. So you take the leader for granted. The honor and respect you have for them begins to dissipate. Mark chapter 6 verse 1 to 6. You can read it later. Mark chapter 6 verse 1. said, Then he went out from there and came to his own country. And his servants followed him. Verse 2. He said, and when the Sabbath had come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, where did this man get these things? And what wisdom is this which is given to him? That such mighty works are performed by his hands. Many people were describing Jesus. And look at what happened. His own people. Is this not the carpenter? The son of Mary. And brother of James. Joseph, Judas and Simeon. And are not his sisters here with us so they were offended at him because they know him what knew I know pastor when pastor does his face like this he's not happy with you when pastor does this he loves you when pastor is like this when did you know me <laughs> amen familiarity People get so familiar that they forget that they are even speaking with authority. Because authority is joking with them. He talks with them and all And then, God, let me show you something. And then they get to you he say, hey, pastor. <laughs> we get too familiar with everybody. Oh, he was my body body. I mean, I even eat with him. We were together. We were drinking and all those things. Yes, your child could be your child. But the day God picks your child, you have to honor that child. As a wife, as a, if, if, if God lifts up your husband, he lifts up your wife, you should be able to give that honor to that person. You are not on the same level again. And don't try to compete on that level. Because the responsibility on that level, you cannot carry it. Tell somebody, how do you respect people? You get too familiar with everybody. You are familiar with everybody familiarity oh, I know him don't allow first Timothy chapter 5 verse 7. don't allow familiarity to rob you of your blessings because he who receives a prophet in the name of the prophet will receive a prophet's reward first Timothy 5 17 let the elders who rule well be counted worthy of double honor especially those who labor in the word and doctrine It's important. Take note of that. He who receives a righteous man in the name of a righteous man, receive a righteous man's reward. You can only receive from the servant of God what you recognize on his life. What you don't celebrate, you will live without it. If some of you sit here and you don't think I can heal you, you will never be healed. You get too familiar. Still... It is important that you never take your church for granted. That you never take your leaders for granted. You must never come to the point. You begin to get too familiar with the gifts of God in the house. Don't get to that point. Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse 20. The house is quiet. It's good to be like that. So that we'll be safe from the trap of the devil. Familiarity. I will tell somebody I want to see you. Oh, I'm busy. I'm busy. Pastor, you know I'm busy. And the person will not come. Familiarity. Yet, I am watching over your soul. Oh, I can reach Pastor anytime I want. Reach me anytime you want. Continue. He said, do not curse the king even in your thoughts. Do not curse the rich even in your bedroom. For a bird of the air may carry your voice and a bird in flight may tell the matter. If you are clapping, you clap. There is no gossip that goes on in this country that the president doesn't know. So anytime you sitting with somebody and you are gossiping about me and my wife and minister and you are insulting the church, remember Ecclesiastes chapter ten, verse twenty. I've heard it already. <laughs> so you will be in the church and you know I bless. Chop chop, chop 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 Continue. Ecclesiastes ten twenty. So when we are blessing you, then what it means is that you are rather keeping coals of fire on your head because the person knows what you are doing but he still smiles with you and prays for you and sometimes the most annoying part is that you bring your head and I lay my hands still on you (laughs) you should be afraid (laughs) oh yeah but you still can't say lay hands on me and I will lay hands I'm imparting double for you (laughs) amen Five things you must check in your heart to see if you are getting too familiar. Today I told you I'm not leaving you. Five things you must check in your heart to see if you are not getting too familiar. Your time is not gone. I've not taken your time. Do I judge or despise my leader in my heart because of a fault I have noticed in their life? God never told you he's bringing you a perfect pastor or a perfect leader. Keep your perfection to yourself. But God knows that I have my weakness but he still chose me to lead you. Yes. Five days, you should be able to check if you are getting familiar. So these are the symptoms of getting familiar. Check them. I'm running them through. If the seat is getting hot for you, you start finding yourself. Do I judge or despise my leader in my heart because of a fault I have noticed in their life? That is the first thing. Two, do I think I deserve the same honor and respect and anointing they have? Those of us serving and all that. Do I think I deserve the same honor? and respect and anointing they have when they talk he said do you know me can you talk to pastor like that and me you can't equate yourself with pastor you can't three do I get upset or offended when they correct me do I get Upset or offended when they correct me? Ask yourself the signs. Five checklists. You might check in your heart to see if you are getting too familiar. Do I get upset or offended when they correct me? Four, do I think I can do a better job than my leader? Do I think I can do a better job than my leader? They're by undermining their decision in my heart or verbally as that says if I'm the one preaching you see I would have preached better we call it the Absalom spirits do I think I can do better job than them they're by undermining their decision in your heart or verbally always picking holes in their ministry in their decision or in their approach to issues. You are in an office. Your boss is there. Your boss is working. You go and meet your colleague. Say, so oh boss, he doesn't do anything. If me, I'm there. You wait until I become a boss. And I'll show you how I can do the work better. Undermining your boss in the office. And tomorrow, you think when you become a boss, somebody will not undermine you. Five. Do I talk about them behind their back? Do I talk about them behind their back? Or fail to stand up for them when others talk negative about them? Whenever anybody can stand before you and you talk bad about your pastor or your leader and you are quiet, you have a problem. How I wish I would drop a pin in the house to see how it's going to sound. You will not contribute, but if somebody finds it easy and okay to stand before you and insult your husband, your wife, or your leader, or anybody before you, and you are okay, and you say you are loyal to the person, you are the most disloyal person ever found. Not the person who is talking. By you that could not correct and rebuke that person, you are the most disloyal person ever. (laughs) You are the most disloyal person. You say, well, I didn't say anything. No, it's not about you saying anything. But did you stand to listen? Or you rebuke the person or you corrected the person? That is where the answer is. If you have answered yes to one or more of these questions, you are dealing with the trap of familiarity. Well, I thought you would have cried for me for this one. The last point on the traps to avoid. Rebellion. You see where I started? You see the trap? The trap starts first from offense. From offense, you get to familiarity. And from familiarity, you get to rebelliousness. Rebellion. The Bible says we must submit to one another in the fear of God. We are called to submit to our leaders. I've read it already. Submission and agreement are not the same. The two tests of submission is when you do what you are asked to do without complaining. You are told to do the thing and you are not ready to even do it. And you are certain you are going to do it, you left there and then you start to, talking and complaining. You want everybody to hear you. Everybody to feel the way you are feeling. And you, do you hear what pastor said? Do, 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 do you see what he's asking me to do? But if you can't do it, why didn't you tell the pastor I cannot do it? Why will you not leave and go and complain to somebody? And this thing that I'm doing, nobody is paying me. If you need that pay, go for it. Why will you go and tell somebody? So you see, we, we you create problems and you are rather going through rebellion. You are rebelling without you knowing you are rebelling. And you think it's a joke. Are you there with me? First Peter chapter two, verse 18. Give me first Peter two, eighteen. Servant, be submissive to your masters with all fear. Not only to the good and gentle, but also to the harsh. Is it written? Five manifestations of rebelliousness. Five manifestations. You can write it also and check it. Insisting on your own way, especially under the guise of I don't feel led. Insisting on your own way. Especially under the guise of I don't feel led. These are people who have opened themselves to demonic influence under the guise that they are hearing from God. The Holy Spirit won't lead you to contravene the Bible, to do anything that is talking to you, to do something contrary to the Bible is the devil. Anything you are doing contrary to the Bible is the devil. There is no Holy Spirit that can tell you go and disrespect your leader. Holy Spirit will not tell you to display Because God obeys authority. When the devil even disrespected God, God cast him onto the ground. So take note. First Samuel chapter 15 verse 22 to 23 says, He says it." And Samuel said, Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offering and sacrifice, as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to listen than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of divination and presumption is as iniquity and adultery. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has also rejected you from being king. Don't let us get to a point where God will reject us because of rebelliousness. When you get offended, when corrected, point number two, five manifestation. When you get offended, when corrected, when they correct you and you get offended, rebelliousness is manifesting in your life. At my stage, I am pastoring you, more than a thousand congregation members. Some are in school, travel out, and all those things. At this stage, I still can be called, and I'll be blasted. And I'll still say yes, sir. And I'll move out, and I'll keep it. But any of you, do something, let me call you, and rebuke you. That is when the person will flare. When he gets out, it's another story altogether. When you obey, but you do but you obey with a bad attitude is rebelliousness. When you obey, but you obey with a bad attitude is a sign of rebelliousness. Four positioning yourself against a leader. Positioning yourself against a leader and gathering support for your cause. You form a different camp inside the camp. Trojan War. You have broken rank. The Absalom Spirit is operating in you. It's a manifestation of rebelliousness. I'm giving you this sign so that when they start it, you know them. And those that are in it already, you rebuke them. Whether in your workplace or among your friends, some of them, you think they are friends. They are coming to gossip to you and you are ailing them. They are rebellious spirits. Five. Five. Sympathizing with someone who has been disciplined. Sympathizing with someone who who has been disciplined? They discipline and they come and tell you, hey, so he see, he did that, he did that, then you are sympathizing with them. Oh, you don't mind him, don't mind Pastor, don't mind them, don't mind them, be okay, it's all right. Instead of saying what you did was wrong, tell me what exactly you did so that I can help you. You sympathize with them, so they don't even see it that they've done anything, and they are happy. It's a rebellious spirit. You, the sympathizer, and the person, you are all in the same shoe sympathize with someone who has been disciplined you are in rebellion because when people are disciplined pain is inflicted on their flesh so that their soul can be saved and when you go and relieve that pain you have brought damnation to, to their soul and you'll be judged too hello so if I want to flourish in the house of the Lord give me the scripture again Psalm 90, I am ending. The writer shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Let's go on. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the cause of our God. You cannot be planted in God's house when you fall prey to the traps of the devil. One is what? Offense. Familiarity. And rebelliousness. You cannot be planted. And you cannot benefit from anything. So you will only be in church emotion. motion. But what is supposed to come to you as a result of your blessing, you will not get it. So I submit to you, ladies and gentlemen, as we are coming to take our communion. If you find any of these things in your life, some of you, you are living in other ministries and churches and you are here. You have come to join this. Assembly, I don't have a problem. But please, if you are bearing grudges with those pastors and leaders, forgive them. Because you cannot be blessed. Hello, are you here with me? You can't be blessed. Because now I've never promised you a good pastor. Some people got offended and they leave church to another place. You can leave to a place, but let know that forgive. The question is that the place you are going also, there is also another thing there. Hello? All that you need is to be disciplined. Tell somebody be disciplined another person be disciplined. So we can flourish in God's house, but we allow these traps, we will not be able to excel. Rise up on your feet. love. Thank
1: you very much for listening. This is a message from ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Saigon. We know you've been blessed by God's Word. For more quality and practical teachings of Rev. Ismaila Abudu, visit us online at www.icgceastdeagon.com or email to ICGC at gmail.com or call us on 057-2260-434 or 057-2260-435. You can also worship with us on Sundays from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., on Tuesdays at 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. for our empowerment teaching service, and Fridays at 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. for our breakthrough prayer service. You can also connect with us on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. God bless you.